real conversations, real women, real stories. Here, you can listen to a collection of stories from women just like you, sharing moments that change their life. We believe that all stories should be celebrated, whether they are the happiest moments of your life, moments that left you feeling lost, or moments where you healed yourself again and again. We are here for all of it. Heal, grow, and connect with us. Welcome to the This Is We podcast. I am so excited to have our next guest here with us. Carly is the owner and CEO of Web Awards, a creative agency specializing in helping entrepreneurs expand their impact online and grow their businesses. As a journalist turned copywriter turned agency owner, Carly gets fired up about helping people and brands articulate their story with purpose so they can spread their message and change people's lives. Carly brings 12 years of experience in the field, and her work has been published in national publications. When she's not typing away at her keyboard, you can find her exploring the great outdoors with her two young kids, her Portuguese water dog, and her husband slash business partner, Luke. Carly, I am so excited that you are here and that you are on the This Is We podcast. I, I just can't wait. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I know that we were talking before this actual episode in the DMs and you were kind of telling me about what you were thinking about sharing. And I'm really, really excited because this is a story that I have not heard. So I am like literally sitting on the edge of my seat, just just waiting to hear your story and, you know, how everything just started for you. So let's take a step back in time and Share with us those pivotal moments, especially, you know, those moments when you first started your business. Yeah, for sure. Definitely a step back in time. (laughs) So I guess I differ from a lot of millennials of our generation because I always felt like I knew I had clarity around what, what I wanted to be when I grew up. When I was younger, I wanted to be a writer. I even wanted to be a CEO. Like I had no idea what it actually meant, but it sounded cool to me. And so I followed the path with following creative writing and I got into journalism. And after school, I graduated at a time where really it was just making the big shift between moving away from print journalism and into online. And I felt like I graduated and had to like completely reteach myself the craft because it was changing that quickly. I'm going to age myself a little bit here. But I started freelance writing for some publications. And at the same time, I was also doing a little bit of freelance in the marketing world, in social media. Again, Instagram wasn't even a thing at that point. It was like Facebook and Twitter. And yeah, I was just kind of doing it to build my own brand. And then I worked for as a staff writer for the magazines. And then I ended up working for a digital marketing agency, a startup in downtown Toronto. It felt like a dream job, you know, all the cool perks. And it was, it was, it was lots of fun. I learned so much, mostly about how much I loved working with other small business owners and supporting them and growing their businesses. And then I got to a point where I was a couple, I think I was about three years into that role or just two and a half maybe. And my boss, ended up really giving me an ultimatum. He told me I had to choose between my freelance writing for other publications or, as he said, 
he said I had to choose between chasing the Pulitzer Prize or being one of the best digital marketers in the city. Wow. And I just remember, <laughs> right? In that moment, I just um, instantly thought, why should I have to choose? I can be both. And I hadn't even really thought about chasing the Pulitzer Prize, but suddenly that seemed like a goal that I should start chasing as soon as he said that. <laughs> so that was the beginning for me. And it ended up really happening quickly from there. I kind of had a few months build up my little nest egg and gave my notice and ended up quitting my job. It was the fall of 2014 that I gave my notice. And then by January, 2015, I was on my own starting from scratch with like one $300 client retainer to my name. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's scary. A lot has happened over the last eight years, but yes, it was a wild leap of faith. But after I was given that ultimatum, there was literally no other choice that I could see. Wow. That's so crazy. That's so like, I don't, I don't even know what I would do in that moment. I think me being the Scorpio that I am would be like, exactly like you, like, see ya, I'm doing it on my own. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think it just, that's been a bit of a theme, I guess, in my life. I don't really like being told what to do. Shocker. I'm sure people can relate. And I didn't see how, if anything, I only felt like my freelance writing was complimenting the work that I was doing. I didn't see how it was in any way hindering. I was really good at my job and I knew I was, and I knew they thought that. I think he didn't think for a chance that I would leave. Mm -hmm. I think he thought that I was going to choose, make the other choice. And yeah, it's definitely taught me a lot also about the kind of leader that I want to be in my business. I now have a team of eight, including my husband, who joined, I hired about one year into working for myself and building the business. And that's a whole other story. (laughs) But I just think even in human design, I'm a Manny Jen, it's important for me to be multi-passionate. And I think that that is really important for any creative to be able to have multiple passions. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. So I want to kind of go back to January, 2015, when you had Mm -hmm. your one client who was your $300 retainer. What did that feel like? Kind of stepping into this kind of unknown path and really ultimately taking that leap of faith. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I was a little bit scared, but I don't remember feeling a lot of fear. Honestly, I thought it was so cool that someone right off the bat was believing in me. And I, I, it was because I, again, had been doing a little bit of freelance. So she was a former relationship that basically she knew that I was going all in and she was ready to grow with me. And I really, I'm so grateful for all the business owners early on who believed in me and many of them stuck with us and then still work with us. Like it's, you know, pretty amazing. So yeah, I, I just had full belief that it was going to work out. I had no idea it would turn into what it is now. I just wanted to write for a living, do what I love to do, have the creative and schedule freedom to do that. I had no plans to hire my husband, no plans to have a team. You know, it was just going to be me and the words and, and go from there. So 
I've learned since then how to dream a lot bigger, Mm. but I just, I'm always a positive thinker. I think I, I, yeah, have that belief that things are going to work out. I'm going to figure it out. That's one thing Luke and I always say to each other, we'll figure it out. And that really carried me through those early months and years. (laughs) And years. That's so crazy. Has there ever been a time that, you know, through the eight years, and I'm sure there has been, where you ever just thought to yourself, you know what, I'm just folding it in. I'm just going to pack up my bags. I'm going to completely sign out of this account and I'm done. I'll just go back to the nine to five. I will once again, figure it all out all over again. Has that ever crossed your mind? It has like probably one time where I thought seriously about it. And then other times where I, you know, had just had one of those days where I'm like feeling that way, but knowing tomorrow's going to be a better day. I think when Luke joined, that felt scarier because we were literally all in. When I when I first started on my own, he had his full-time salary that we could lean on, you know? So that mm-hmm. was part of the nest egg that we had that security. When he joined, it was literally like, okay, there's no backup plan. I mean, we knew, I guess, in the back of our minds that if we needed to, we could find work, you know, we, but at the same time, it just didn't feel like it was an option. There was no other, like, as soon as we were both doing it, there was, we were going to return to a nine to five kind of structure. So yeah, I think the big one though, was when I had my daughter. So that was 2018. She was born in September. So the business was three years old. And I was in a unique position at that time because I didn't know a lot of other women in my immediate network who had an established business and then had kids. I knew more of ones who had started their business after kids so that they had that, you know, flexibility and freedom. So I remember there were two in particular that I know, one who's a mutual contact of both of us, Portia, that I still am Mm -hmm. so glad to be connected and inspired by. And I like called them and interviewed them and asked them all these questions to get as much information as I could. And that was really scary because that was a huge step back. I knew I didn't want to be answering client emails in the hospital. You know, I wanted to have as close to a mat leave as I could a much shorter version, but I just wanted to immerse myself in that newborn bubble and let go of everything else. And so in those early days, it's funny, I was so afraid of being able to let go of control. I didn't see how I could do it. And it was like the greatest lesson. And in a lot of ways, I often say that it fast-tracked our business growth and was such a pivotal moment for the team and Web of Words and for Luke and I as well and our partnership because I had to step back and let everyone else step up to the plate. And that taught me a lot about being able to lean back in that way and let go of control. And when, as soon as my daughter was born, that part was actually so easy. I was so caught up in her world and becoming a mom that everything else felt so minor in comparison, you know, like little client things that come up that used to stress me out felt like nothing. I remember even like Luke would tell me a story of something that was going on. I was like, this in the past would have, you know, really thrown me. And now I'm like, I have this whole other perspective. Like, it doesn't really matter. This isn't that important. You know, this life that I suddenly am in charge of (laughs) caring for matters. So to circle back to your question, that was kind of in those days I had, it was in those initial months, 
where I started to question and probably even just before she was born, where I found myself questioning, like, I just felt a little bit detached from the business and I wasn't feeling the same fire. And I was just wondering, like, is this really what I want to do? Is this what I want to do long-term? Is this how it's going to look? And since then, I for sure have had those thoughts, like honestly, probably like once a year, at least that they maybe a couple of times where they've like come up and it's usually more around the size of the business. You know, sometimes I just miss when it was just me and the words I do. Like I, I don't do as much hands-on client done for you copy myself anymore. I'm very much more the CEO and that's been a big transition and I love it. But sometimes like I miss the old version. Although I think in my head, I'm like, I feel like it's the same feeling as a mom that you miss the you before kids. Yeah. You know, like it's just a bit nostalgic. You you miss how simple it was such simpler and easier times you Mm -hmm. actually got to sleep. And that's probably what it is. But I love where we are now. And I'm so proud. And I love our team. And I love the work that we're doing. We're better and stronger than we ever have been. And I, I know that we're on the right path. Wow. That's inspiring to know that you, you know, questioned all of it especially stepping into motherhood, because some, I feel like that is a time where you tend to question everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're like, oh my gosh, it's really happening. (laughs) Oh yeah. I was was pregnant so long ago. I don't even remember anything, (laughs) but, (laughs) but it still comes up because there's different, you know, your life changes and your kids go through different transitions. And as they get older, even six months older, things change and Mm -hmm. our mind goes in that direction. Like, should this be something that I'm doing is the, is the guarantee here type of thing, the stability, like for myself, it's the stability in all Mm -hmm. of it. Right. Because Mm -hmm. sometimes there, you know, there could be months or even a year. Like I remember when I took a step back from social media and doing all of that work and, and going like, okay, we don't know what's, what's in store next. And, mm-hmm. but we're going to have faith and we're going to believe that it's going to push through and it's going to be super uncomfortable, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that is the time to run the opposite direction. Yeah. <laughs> it just means continue just to move forward and go through it. And that's really inspiring. And I'm sure those that are listening are going to feel inspired as well. Yeah, I think it's important to talk about it and share mm-hmm. it because a lot of what we see online is, you know, the overnight success story that never is what it seems. No. And yet it's been a long time for me to get to where I am. And like I said, it wasn't planned. So mm-hmm. of course I'm going to question it because it's not like I had this like, you know, five, eight year business plan that this is this was the path, this was the trajectory. It's very much been me keeping an open mind and staying open to aligned opportunities as they come and really leaning into trusting my gut and stepping into that growth. And, you know, that's what I feel like has led to the best transformations, the most impactful decisions that I never would have known were possible. And there was a certain motivation for both Luke and I, when we joined together, that we really wanted the business to be able to support us in having a young family we had no idea what that meant or what that would look like. Mm-hmm. And then we we did that. And I mean, we're still in it. Our kids are four and a half and almost two. So we're in that phase right now where it's like the constant sickness and having to plan your work around that. And, and now I look and I'm like, thank God we did, took this path because 
I, at last two weeks ago, I think we got hit with norovirus. Our whole family got wiped out. It was terrible. I wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy. Not that I have enemies. Bad one. <laughs> right. It was so bad. It was. Yeah. And, and then that day I woke up with it in like complete fog. Like, no, I could, I cannot show up for anyone today. Barely my kids, like slash my kids. I shouldn't be responsible for living humans right now when I like can't function myself, but such is life and parenthood. Anyway, I had a few calls that day. And I, I mean, fortunately working for yourself and the clients I have, I know I could have rescheduled, but it was an even better situation because I actually was able to lean on my team to take mm. those calls. So I didn't even have to reschedule. Our two senior team members took the client discovery call and then we debriefed afterwards. My one team member was co-hosting anyways and leading my mastermind. So that was already planned, but I was going to be on the call, but this time she just let it. So that was such a good feeling to know like I'm at that space where I don't have to be in my business in order for it to run effectively. And that's what I've spent all this time, you know, growing and questioning. And (laughs) this is, this is where we are now. So it feels really good to be in that place with where we are in our life, where there is a lot of unpredictability and we need schedule freedom more than ever to be able to prioritize that time with our kids. Wow. I just immediately, you're talking about that. I'm just like feeling the weight kind of release off my shoulders when you're like, I could just lean on my team and Mm -hmm. they did it. And we just had a huddle after and reconvened. And I'm like, wow, to be there, to have that freedom is amazing. It's not fortunate. They had to experience the neurovirus to see it all, (laughs) but sometimes it takes a little bit of a blow to really kind of open our eyes. And like you had said, trust and trust everybody around you. Yeah. And I'm constantly learning that lesson and refining those skills and those muscles, you Mm -hmm. know, as much as I'm not the control freak that I was back in 2018, I'm still learning every single Mm day. Mm -hmm. Well, this is very much your baby too, right? Like this is very much yours. Yeah. And it's funny you say that because I used to say that all the time. And then I had kids and I was like, my business is not my baby. It's so different. You know, like, again, it was kind of that situation where I realized the problems in my business versus if there was a problem with, you know, my daughter's health, like we, the first three months, she struggled so much to breastfeed. And Mm. I, that was like all consuming for me. Any mom who has gone through that, I'm sure can relate. It doesn't come as naturally for everyone as you might think. And I was in and out of breastfeeding clinics, visiting lactation consultants. And it was really important to me that we figure that out. So that's why, but like that took all of my mental and emotional postpartum energy, you know? So yeah, that was way bigger than Mm -hmm. someone. Yeah. Missing a deadline or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Puts things into perspective. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to talk about control a little bit of it because I'm a bit of a control freak and I have learned to let go. Sometimes I feel like I've let go too much and people are like, Mm. especially my husband is kind of like take control of the situation where I'm like, you just deal with it. Like you Mm. booked that vacation. And he's just like, no, I cannot do that. You do it type of thing. So I wanted to talk about that and talk about how you almost surrendered into it in a way of just letting it go. Cause I think sometimes you think of letting it go and it's like this easy concept, you know, 
oh, I just let go of the control. But sometimes you almost have to surrender and yeah, just let it. Absolutely. It is a full practice. It's not <clears throat> letting go isn't like giving up or giving in, right? It's yeah. truly a different muscle that you're working at. And I think a big part of it is trusting and believing in yourself mm-hmm. and just knowing. I think that's one of the most beautiful gifts of having gone through entrepreneurship and being self-employed is you learn that you have skills where like, so even when you feel stressed about the ebb and flow, and even when you do question and you're feeling like, I'm going to burn it all to the ground, I'm done, I'm thrown in the towel. You know that you've done this, you've built a business, you have those skills that will serve you in so many different ways. You have, and for, for me, especially building like a done for you service agency, I know that I can always lean on my copywriting skills, but I also can lean on my consulting skills in the in the marketing world, social media manager skills. Like if I really had to, I have that. Uh, that's like to, to back you up. And I think that that's so empowering. And just knowing that helps you trust yourself mm-hmm. and take the risks and and understand that you have to take the risks to open up even better opportunities. And then as they keep happening, it just keeps giving you that momentum and fueling you to, to continue to keep an open mind that way. I have no idea what, especially right now, what the business is going to look like in a couple of years from now. I have some big goals and dreams, but I know that it's going to require a whole other level in order to reach those. And so that's what I'm working on now is like really trying to embody being that type of CEO. But that means that means surrounding myself with other women who have mm-hmm. done that. Like I did that very first time when I got pregnant with a business. That was my first thought. I need to find other women who have been down this path before so that I can do as much preparation as I can. There's the control piece. But I can just also allow myself to let go. Then mm-hmm. I've done what I can and then I can let go and lean in and surrender. I love that. I want to talk about as I'm just processing all of it. And you, I want to talk about what you had brought up is embodying that kind of, not necessarily that next version, but embodying who you want to be mm-hmm. in that next phase of your business. Tell us what that looks like. Tell us what you do for yourself to create that. Yeah. I've realized as a business owner, the most important work that I do is the work that I do on myself. So it's, you know, the personal development, the growth, it's the connections that I'm making. So, you know, anything from mindset work, it's the podcast I listen to. It's the people that I surround myself with going to especially beautiful in-person events like you host, you know, like talk about being in that energy, but that you don't always have to be in person for that either. Like you can get it through podcasts, you can get it through Instagram. So I think that's a big part of it is really like stepping into that energy in order to do that, because you don't know what that looks like. You need to surround yourself with it. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think it's also important for us to show up and share our stories and make that accessible to other women who want what we have, you know, like I want to be able to help the woman who in a similar position as I was five years ago Mm -hmm. and show her what's possible. And then, I mean, she'll probably end up getting there way faster than I did, but you know, how wonderful is that to be able Mm -hmm. to feel like you helped carve that path 
when there's been a lot of unknown that you've had to navigate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I don't know if I answered the question. <laughs> <that> you... <laughs> Honestly, I can't even remember the question. I do now. I do now. <laughs> yeah. You did. I think you did hundred percent. I think sometimes when we think about, you know, moving into that next version, you know, we often hear that term, you know, fake it till you make it. Mm. And I think I very much was that person for a long time would just Mm. be like, I'm just going to go in and fake it. But I really believe it's so much more than that. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have to believe it. Absolutely. The belief is everything. I mean, I feel more aligned with the embody it until you become it. Yes. But I think like aligning yourself with it is also important. And yeah, as soon as you say faking it, like it just automatically like, doesn't feel authentic or mm-hmm. aligned, right? I was actually did a podcast interview last week and with my friend Laura and she made a comment about as a mom of two kids, I'm just too exhausted to show up as anyone but myself. Mm-hmm. I just don't have the energy to fake it and pretend I'm someone I'm not because that takes so much more effort than just being me. Yeah. It does. It right almost when we feels strip like everything a, down. Mm-hmm. It almost feels like this like internal lie <laughs> and then you yeah. have to kind of keep up with it. Yes. And this facade. Exactly. And that's where, you know, Instagram has so many amazing parts of it, but the, the challenge is that there is a lot of that. Mm-hmm. But the worst part is if you've been in a situation where you have a certain idea of who someone is because of how they show up online and then you start working with them or you get a glimpse behind the scenes and it is not at all Mm -hmm. what you thought it was. That is the worst feeling. Mm -hmm. So I never want my clients to feel like that or my team members or anyone. I want them to know, like, I love, we hear this a lot, especially Luke and I, when we take sales calls together, we hear clients say like, you guys are exactly like I thought you were. And that's Mm -hmm. like the biggest compliment because there's not any surprises Mm-hmm. here you know you get what you see and all too often you don't and i think that that's what one of the biggest problem is there's a lot of business owners out there who are really good at marketing themselves but don't actually have that business to back up what mm-hmm. they're saying and what they're doing and that is like heartbreaking mm-hmm. when you're in that situation and you've invested and realize it's not at all what you thought it was So that's why I think it's just so important. It's so much more important to just show up as you are than to try to act like you have accomplished something or can do something that you can or you haven't. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that you won't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know it's such a, it's a, it's an interesting world. It's like the wild west. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta, you gotta be super mindful and, and, and be very aware of what you're consuming and who you're consuming. Mm-hmm. Because I know I've, I have fallen into that trap. <laughs> I don't even want and to say it was a trap, but oh my gosh, it was yes. not the same. <laughs> we'll yeah, just say that. Right? <laughs> yes, exactly. I it think was alarming. Many of, us, many of us probably have those stories, mm-hmm. which is so frustrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you almost want to feel, I sometimes in those instances, you almost want to feel like, oh my gosh, is this everybody? Like, mm-hmm. am I going to run in this, into this again? And it can go vice versa. It could be a client. It could be a business. It could be whatever. It could just be a regular human being. And you're like, oh my gosh, I'm always like, do I have the capacity to do this again? <laughs> exactly. That's why like, I've never been one for small talk. Like mm-hmm. even in just in-person connections, I 
feel like I get a sense pretty quickly for who a person is and whether we are truly connected. And I don't have time anymore to like pretend that, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be something it's not. So <laughs> I think that's something else that comes with business ownership and motherhood is you just literally don't have time to, to waste making it yourself or with others who are faking it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, let's cut to the chase. Let's dig deep right off the bat. I don't want to dance around, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not here to play games. Yeah. I'm, I'm the never same. a game player. Yeah. Ask Luke. <laughs> I only play to win. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> Love it. Oh. So I wanted to, you've mentioned a lot in our conversation about trusting your gut. And I'm kind of curious what that feels like for you, because I know that feels so different for everybody. Mm. And sometimes the signals are there and we're not necessarily paying attention. So I would love to know what that feels like for you. Yeah, great question. That's another thing I've learned a lot in human design that I know that I'm a big part of how I make aligned decisions is by leaning into my trusting my intuition. And I've had like astrology readings that have also supported that. So again, like from doing the work on myself, I have that awareness of how important that is. I truly like physically feel it in my gut, in my stomach. That's where I first feel it. I know, I know other people will feel it physically in different ways. Like you might feel something in your throat or in your shoulders. And I usually know pretty quickly. It's when I overthink that I get myself into trouble. And I, and that's when I like run into kind of some misalignment. So I just feel, I also feel like I have a good read on people and the energy. And even from like online, which is tricky sometimes when you are having conversations through emails or DMs and there's lots of miscommunication that can happen that way. But I just feel sometimes that I can sense energetically when something is off or someone's resisting or someone's holding back and there's something that needs to be there's maybe a block even that has to, even if it's someone, it's something with my team and I sense maybe a block with a team member if they're struggling with something, but like they think it's one thing. And I'm like, I think this is deeper. And Luke probably hates it because I do it in our relationship, in our marriage. Actually, he just said to me this past weekend, like you need to sometimes just like stop trying to find a reason for everything. (laughs) I'm like, all right, fair. I get it. You know, but I am, I'm always thinking like, what's triggering this? What is, what is deeper here? Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm getting off the topic of the, of trusting your gut. I really just feel like it's usually a yes or no answer that comes to me. And sometimes I still need to just kind of like really tune in. Like, I know you're so into meditation and, mm-hmm. you know, like just allow myself that time to pause and, and, and pay attention, but, and that's why I need to slow down. Cause if I'm going quickly, that's when I just race over it or like, mm-hmm. don't stop to listen to my gut. So if I'm moving slowly, it's pretty obvious. And I hear the voice pretty quickly. Mm. Now, yeah. now that wasn't always the case. <laughs> no, it does <laughs> it's take some practice. <laughs> sometimes yeah. it's those little steps, especially with your intuition. Like sometimes when I'm walking my dog, I'll be like, which way should I walk? Ooh, I love that. And there's been times where when, when I was walking two dogs, it was a lot if other dogs came at me and different things. Mm. And there was always this corner lot and it always had two dogs out on the fence and you could see through the fence and I didn't see them. And I'm standing there and it was like, right or left. Those were my choices. And I stood there and I was like, which way should I go? 
And I was like, right. And it felt weird. And I was like, left. And it felt good. And I was like, we're going left. And as we turned left, those dogs came. And I was like, thank you. Like, thank you. I love that. What a great way to test Mm -hmm. those skills in a little ways. It it just makes me think like life is truly one big choose your own adventure book, which I was obsessed with back in the day. And I think we should really bring them back, Mm -hmm. you know, in every sense from starting from that first walk with the dog of Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to practice that. I'm going to be more attentive to that. And I, and I think that's what it is, is like just truly slowing down, getting intentional mm-hmm. and, and your body is like such an amazing messenger, it right? Is. Like it's our, it's my head that gets in the way. Mm-hmm. My head gets in the way. I overthink, I overcomplicate. Mm-hmm. So if I strip all that away and I just listen and lean into my body and what my body is telling me, it's usually pretty clear. Yeah. It's so true. It's, I was having a conversation actually, actually today and I don't know who, who, what we were talking about. It was basically that like the moment you start overthinking is the moment we ruin it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's just, we take that joy and we just strip it away and we go right into like analyzing it. Worst case scenario, best case scenario. What are the next right. steps? Instead of just saying yes, and I'll figure it out pros as I cons. go. Yeah, yeah. Pros and cons. Like I'm such a leaper. Like I'll just like, mm. I think my husband like loves to hate it type of thing, like, or other like hates to love it or whatever. Like I'm always just like, I'm running and I'm going to just leap and I'll figure it out when I get there. And it was, especially like when starting this podcast, he's like, do you have this done? And do you have this done? And I'm like, mm. I do actually, you think I don't. Cause you think yeah. I just run and just think nothing, but I'm like, I'm quite organized and understand, but like, but at the same time, I just give off the impression that like, I'm just running and I'm just going to go. I'm going to trust it. And I'm not going to overthink it. But overthinking does so much. <laughs> does that's, ruin things. Yeah. And I've realized that that's been something I've been working on too and just like not over preparing. And I was telling you mm. before we press record that even for this podcast, the old me would have like you, like you sent over some talking points ahead of time. And the old me would have been like, okay, this is where I'll, this is where I can talk about this. This is where I can talk about this. But I didn't do any of that because mm-hmm. what comes up organically in the conversation is so much better than mm-hmm. what's been over-prepared. And, you know, I still need to prepare. Like that's important. I, I just, I do the preparation that I need to do to feel confident. And then now I, now I'm like, okay, then I can step into it, embody it, mm-hmm. surrender to it yes, and see where it goes. Oh, yes. I kind of want to talk about resistance a little bit. So you brought it up when we were talking about trusting your gut. And I think I just want to talk about it in general in the senses, what do you do when you feel resistance within yourself and then with others? Because those are two very different dynamics and they can be resolved or interacted with in very different ways. Yeah, such a good question. When I feel it within myself, I think it's like that reminder to pause step back and give myself time and space and, and think like, okay, maybe my body's actually telling me something different here than my head is telling me. And that's where the resistance is coming from. Mm -hmm. Or yeah, I just, it gives me an opportunity to question a little bit more. And, and it really is just a feeling of that resistance. And then when I see it in someone else or within communications or in a relationship, (laughs) one of the things about me is I like to communicate right away. So again, that's where kind of Luke, my husband and I 
I know we're different in how we communicate. He really likes to kind of retreat, get his thoughts together. That's you, Scorpios. You guys, it's, yeah. that's, it's the Scorpio thing. And that's really hard for us sometimes because mm-hmm. I am like, I need to communicate. I need to talk it out. I need to like work through this weird resistant kind of feeling. So sometimes that's a challenge. And I noticed that and I'm aware of that with other people too. I, I have a lot more clarity that not everyone problem solves the way that I do. And some team members, I know, you know, by knowing more about myself, I know I like to dive into my team's human design and understand how they work and how they best make decisions and how they, when they feel most aligned. And so I'm aware of their communication styles. And I know that a big part of leading a team is not just showing up the way that I want to lead. And that I think I do lead best. It's really showing up the way they need me to Mm. in those different situations. So I have to have that awareness. And when something comes up with a different team member, with one, I might handle it one way and another, I might handle it another way. And I don't get it right a lot of the time, but I'm honest and open about that. Mm -hmm. And I'll sometimes communicate and I'll say, you might need some time to think about this. I'm, I'm wanting to talk about it and let's hop, uh, hop on a call. I, I don't like leaving energy feel in that resistance. Mm-hmm. I, that's why I like to work through it because I, I like to move quick. I'm a Manny Jen. I'm, you know, I process things. Let's go. Let's, let's figure this out and move past it, put it behind us so we can keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. So that's hard for me sometimes mm-hmm. to kind of be able to yeah, let go again and meet them where they are in how they like to communicate too. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I love that you know so much about your team and connect with them in that level because I think we're in such a new age Mm -hmm. and, and looking back, I think not that I had like many corporate jobs, Let's be honest, Portia. Been an entrepreneur. Not a corporate girl. Not a corporate girl. But even the jobs that I had, I think even if my managers or whoever, my bosses, some I worked in like small businesses as well, even knew just a little bit more about me and what I did, I think things would have just jived so much better. And I think it would have jived for everybody so much better or just easier in a way. So I just, I love that. That's, that's like beyond care. Yeah. Well, I mean, to me, a big lesson there comes back to the fact that we all want to feel seen and I know I want to feel seen and I know how that's something that has always kind of been part of my story. And so it's really important for me to show my team that I see them in in their own way as well. And I think that's how like really wonderful connections form. And, and yeah, you're so right. Like if I think back to my, my like full-time jobs, not my bosses didn't really know me. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. I, I don't know if I ever even thought of that before. Like, of course they didn't know my human design. That wasn't even no. a thing. But I think part of it was that we worked in office. So like, they could maybe get more body language or we were at least in the same room together. But it's funny because I know my team way better, even team members that I've never met. I have team members that I've never met in person and I feel way more connected to than either team members or former bosses that I spent years 
mm-hmm. in a cramped cubicle sharing. Like when I worked at the the startup, we shared like five of us shared this tiny office together. So, you know, it's kind of wild. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I know we talked. My boss knew about me then. He never would have given me the ultimatum. No, he wouldn't have. It's probably like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, he's still regretting it. Yeah, he probably is. Later. Yeah, definitely. Probably. <laughs> I would. I probably would love that forever. To podcast. He probably is. <laughs> like, that was me. I would. I would hold on to it forever. I'd be like, oh, the one that got away. Yes, because you're a Scorpio. Because I'm a Scorpio and I like to. Yeah, totally. Totally. We hold on to everything. We remember everything. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. So I know we didn't talk about this in our conversation here, but we did talk about it a little bit outside in the DMs before we actually set up this uh, episode. But you talked about being boxed in. And I really wanted to bring this up. I know we didn't even talk about it at all, but I just feel like so many people that are listening can resonate with this. And so you talked about being boxed in and how you had to push past other people's boundaries, Mm -hmm. not your own. So what was that like kind of pushing down those walls? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't use that language, but that's exactly how I felt when I I, I, right now, I mean, I didn't use it. I know I, in our previous no. conversation, but that's exactly how I felt the moment that my boss gave me the ultimatum. I immediately felt like these walls were enclosed around me, of what I could do. And there's lots of other times that I felt that in my life. And again, probably a big one was transitioning into motherhood and having kind of heard or told myself these stories that becoming a mother would be a sacrifice in my career and and that I couldn't be as successful in in my career and in the business that I that I wanted to because I was so career driven. I mm-hmm. I wasn't the I wasn't the young girl who played house and always had a dream of being a mom. You know, like I had dreamt of having a successful career and motherhood. It turns out is so much more than I ever thought that it could be or would be, and. I've realized it is nothing like what I told myself before kids. In fact, I have 100% full heartedly believe that becoming a mom has made me a better business owner, 10 times better, you know? And I I said how I feel like even having my first child fast tracked our business growth in a lot of ways because it forced me to really truly be the CEO in a lot of ways. So yeah, I think anytime that I felt a certain boundary has been set or someone's told me I can't do something or it has to go a certain way, it just feels like a challenge to me of, okay, I can find a better way. I'm going to do this my way. I'm going to carve my own path. And that's just part of who I am. (laughs) My fiery Aries. Yes. When you were doing that, did it ever feel, I don't want to necessarily use the word scary because I don't think that's where, because I feel like that's always going to be there. Things are always going to feel scary, but forbidden in a way. Ooh, I like that. That's a good question. I think probably I would say that that resonates in terms of what I thought 
being a mom and being a working mom, I guess, mm-hmm. really looked like. I I feel like, or again, there were a lot of stories that if you were so invested in your business or career, you couldn't possibly be a good or a present or a devoted mother. Mm-hmm. And that's probably where that's felt, yeah, I guess kind of like forbidden territory of really mm-hmm. doing both and combining the two. And I mean, it's a constant test and like pushes me so much to my limits. Motherhood is the hardest job in the world. You know, I've learned so much about myself through being a mom and doing the inner childhood work and the reparenting and all of that stuff. So yeah, I feel like a lot of society wants us to think as women that you know, our our roles are best served looking a certain way. Mm -hmm. And that's what we've been conditioned to believe. And then when we believe it, it, that's what we manifest. So that's, that's a reason even that I'm a, I'm a big encourager of really leaning into rest right now, because I'm realizing how much our culture is created to avoid rest. And like we just talked about, when I am moving slowly and I am tuned in is when I am going to make the best decisions that probably are around doing things differently, breaking down boundaries. But when I am just so exhausted and burnt out and going through the motions, that's when I'm going to be following, you know, the the rat race tunnel, however you want to describe it, that's been laid out for years for what's expected of women. So I think it's our job to question Mm. those societal norms and push back against them. Mm. I love that. Plus it's fun. It is fun. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's crazy because I wish, you know, I am a mother, but my daughter is older and is quite independent. And so not that I wish that I had young children right now, but I wish I could relate in that same way, Hmm. because I had my daughter 15, almost 16 years ago. And the world was a very different place. We still had very much of that same kind of idea where it was, you were a mother or you were successful. Mm -hmm. You were never both. And if you were, you were doing something wrong to your children. I grew up with a mother Mm -hmm. that worked hard and pushed and I watched her career grow. Mm -hmm. And going through it a little bit, there was a little bit of resentment. I think I remember one time, but honestly, what a way, like, like what an amazing way to grow up and to watch the woman in my life succeed the way that she succeeded. But, you know, I couldn't even imagine what mothers feel right now, especially with young children, especially with growing businesses, even nine to fives. I just, sometimes my heart just aches and goes out to every single one because I just couldn't, I couldn't even imagine with all of the expectations and everything else, plus social media, (laughs) like Google was there 15 years ago, of course, but not at the extreme that it was not like that it is now. Mm -hmm. I always say we didn't have Sophie then Sophie, the giraffe. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Like that put in perspective, like I, we didn't have that. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't actually didn't have Sophie. Rather, my kids, funny enough. No, no. <laughs> but it's so true. And I think 
it goes both ways because also mm-hmm. with that, there's so much more opportunity mm-hmm. where to build a business from your phone, from home with very limited investment needed, no overhead. My mm-hmm. parents were both very entrepreneurial. My mom had her own mediation business for a while. And I remember like, and I have had conversations with her about how hard it was because of the overhead of the office space. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was completely different what she had to had to build and create. But I think that there's something really important that we both can share in our experiences of having that proof of possibility and mm-hmm. truly like seeing to believe that it is possible to do both, to love your career and your business and love your kids and pour into them. Mm-hmm. And you're never going to get it perfectly. Like something has always got to give always. And some days it's that I'm not, my, my kids don't get the best of me at the end of the day. And that's when I know I need to make a change because that's, mm-hmm. that's, I, I don't ever want it to feel that way, but it is going to feel that way some days. Mm-hmm. And then other times, you know, my team doesn't get the best of me. If I had a rough night with the kids or, you know, I, I can only prioritize so much. I can only do so much. So I think there's some really amazing things about the fact that we have so much more accessible to us. We have so much more like knowledge too about how to be our best in mm-hmm. these roles because of the internet and social media and access to wonderful people. And with that comes, you know, the hard mm-hmm. parts too. But I think you can really curate it and focus on the good and, you know, and it's, again, it's a practice. Mm-hmm. It's very intentional too. Yeah. But it's hard. It is hard. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I've said many times to Luke, especially in the last couple of years, I, I remember being told stories about parenthood, but I had no idea it would be this hard. Mm -hmm. And I don't say that to dissuade anyone. I, you know, like it's the most fulfilling and rewarding experience, Mm -hmm. but also the hardest and it has mm-hmm. tested me in, in ways and built these muscles and, and this resilience that I never knew I had. So mm-hmm. I'm a whole, completely different person than I was five years ago, three years ago, as yeah. many of us are, mm-hmm. what we've all been through collectively over the last few years, but yeah. Yeah. I, now I'm just like thinking back of all the things as a mother, like all those pivotal moments. And I have to say, mm-hmm. motherhood has really taught me to think on the fly. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like that. Oh <laughs> right. Just like, well, literally one moment your kids want a yogurt and the next you get the yogurt and they know, no. why are you giving me a yogurt? It's like the worst possible thing you could <laughs> yeah. do right now. Yeah. We're offended by the But yogurt. I think it's so great that you have that perspective of reminding me what's to come. Mm-hmm. And I need that. I need to be reminded that my kids will be more independent yes. and that I'm in the trenches right now and it will mm-hmm. not always feel this way. No. And I think that's important. You mm-hmm. know, again, when we're all at different stages, like that's why it's important for me to see you and hear your story to know what's to come mm-hmm. so that I can try to control it all. <laughs> <Just joking. laughs> again, I can prepare myself and be aware, but then also know that my path will unfold in its own way. Mm-hmm. I will say you will sleep again. <laughs> right. Oh, can't it wait. will come. It will come. Can't wait. And you'll be up for other reasons, <laughs> not yeah. your children. That's what yes. happens. Like the sleep will come, but then it will be like something on you that means you not sleep. <laughs> right. Of course. Of course. Oh. 
So Carly, I could talk to you all freaking day. And so my last question for you is how has your life changed since taking that first leap January, 2015? Oh my gosh. feels like a lifetime ago. I, I truly feel like a completely different person. Like I said, at the beginning, I always had a pretty clear idea of kind of like what I wanted to do with my work and what, and I loved writing. I loved sharing stories, but I had no idea truly what that could look like and what was possible, especially with balancing, like having a family and a business. And it's really hard for me to even think back to who that woman was. I'm, I'm really grateful for probably how naive she was in a lot of ways, especially I say that with when Luke and I joined together, that we were both, we both did not really know what we were signing up for, but it ended up being one of the best decisions that we ever made. And so I think that's, you know, when they say ignorance is bliss, like that's true of, you're not supposed to have all the answers. Mm -hmm. You truly don't, there is only one way and that is to figure it out as you go. And you won't know in the moment with what's happening to you, why this is working out for you, why this is actually a really wonderful thing. Even if it's a failed launch or a client leaves you out of the blue or your house burns down, you know, you don't know why in the moment, but you just need to trust that that's going to get you where you need to go. And then you will look back at those pivotal moments and be like, oh my God, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Thank God that happened. What, you know, I can imagine if I just continued down that path and wasn't pushed in this other direction. So just trusting that it's all working out, you're going to figure it out and you're going to be so much better, stronger, more resilient and expanded and feel like so capable to do big, amazing things that you never even thought possible. Wow. Thank you. I'm just going to leave it there. Nice little bow. <laughs> I won't add anything. Thank you so this much. So fun. Thank, Thank you. you. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Anytime. 